Welcome to the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. It's Wednesday night, nine o'clock. Chris has decided to join us later. Uh, this is the Whatnot Podcast, <laughs> where we put the what into whatnot. Thank you for joining us, Chris. Yeah, he made me mad right before we went live, so I said, I'm out of here. But then I realized <laughs> I invited him. We got, got to come back and just, you know. Nice. And joined with us is Matt Voltner. Yep. Said hey. it right. Dang. I was hoping to get it wrong at least seven times. Well, I ain't going to make that record tonight. So uh, Matt's on social media, has his own woodworking business, lots of ventures that he's getting into. And uh, his journey is actually is very impressive to read upon and then learn more about. So that's one of the reasons why we have him on uh, is to just kind of learn more about what he's doing, what he's done, where he's been, you know, like we do with all of our guests. But I like his story a lot. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was an impressive intro. Uh, Chris worked really hard on that. Yeah, yeah, I told Mike to do it. <laughs> Nobody's going to own up to it. No, I just, I will say that I finally listened for everyone who's been bugging me to listen to the Game of Thrones intro. And I just, I told Chris, I was like, I don't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, good evening, Mr. Kyle Ely. It's his name I got wrong several times. No one decided to tell me. Yeah, I waited till the end of that uh, episode to say it's Eli, not Eli. Yeah, I kept saying Eli. Oh, well. So we had fun with it. But Matt, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. We'll get we'll get started into it. Tell us about who you are, why you're here, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so uh, Matt Voltner, I, uh, Voltner Woodworking is the business. I formed that in 2015. Um, I was doing some stuff around the house and pretty much like most every other woodworker story, it was like, well, I posted on Facebook and you know, then somebody's like, oh, can you build me this? Can you build me that? And um, I found myself like doing furniture and um, I was doing a, a project and I was like, well, heck, I think I need a business name because I got to send out an invoice. <laughs> so I I, uh, I came up with Voltner Woodworking on the fly. I said, well, maybe I'll change that later. I didn't know if I liked it or not. And, uh, and uh, yeah, things kind of took off and... Um, the I mean the the full story is that was 2015 2017 uh was found myself on a 6 or 7 month backlog and uh it was just too much I was working full time jobs my my full time job is in oil and gas so I work you know normal 9 to 5 and uh and found myself just 
going crazy. You know, by then I had uh, two young kids, wife, and and it was not sustainable. So I uh, I packed up the shop, and my wife was doing multi level marketing, you know, uh, thing, and we were kind of like ships in the night. And I said, you know what, this is this is crazy. So we both stopped what we were doing and just focused on the family. So after a couple of years, I came back 2019 and started doing some projects again. I didn't, I don't think I made my first cutting board until 2019. <laughs> I started with furniture. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's but see. it's been a, been a wild ride. Uh, so we can show some of the furniture we, you have on your website, um, which by the way is boltnerwoodworking.com. Uh, but you had a kitchen island that you built and really... For one of the early projects, these are both pretty impressive. They're not simple projects by any means. Yeah. So I, early on, I didn't ever say no to a project. And um, my, my, probably my ego was bigger than my workshop. And so I thought, well, I can, I can do that. And um, so somebody said, hey, can you do a, an island? It was a friend. And hey, can you do an, a, a mobile island for me? And I said, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, tell me a price, and I, I'm, I'm ashamed to tell. Maybe I shouldn't even tell you the price I charged her, because <laughs> a, a lot of people will be very, very upset. Uh, it was under a thousand dollars. I'll just say that. Well, that anything would been under a thousand dollars, you know, before twenty two. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can kind of get away with that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and she says, "Yeah, I want to do like a maple, or uh, you know." some sort of butcher block top on it. I was like, okay, well that, that sounds fun. Never did anything like that. So, so I guess technically that was my first cutting board, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did that not with a table saw. I did that with a, a radial arm saw, a craftsman oh. radial arm saw. And that was sketchy. <laughs> Talk about safety. <laughs> uh, a few boards shot through the wall uh, in oh. the shop. Yeah, it was not. I learned a lot since then. Uh, and uh good thing I wasn't doing video content back then. You learned you needed a table saw? <laughs> yeah. 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 I might've got sponsored by saw stop if I was running that operation on video. Oh man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun project and I, I lost a lot of money on it and uh, you know, because it was a friend, I, I didn't feel like I could go back and ask for, for more money. Uh, I said, you know, tips are appreciated. <laughs> That's always, that's always a good thing to say. Yeah. Uh, so that was my, you know, kind of intro. I did a couple book cases and stuff. Um, but then I had somebody reach out to me who wasn't a, a friend and, uh, they wanted a, a built-in done. And that's the other picture that you showed with the, uh, with the curved top. And I said, yeah, I, I could do that. And, uh, never had I ever done anything like that. Never built doors. Uh, I think, well, yeah, actually I built that, the one on the, the island. But uh, so I did it and uh, I'm not proud of it because I went back and visited it <laughs> uh, a couple of years later and I looked at the finish at, on it and it was just so bad. <laughs> it was like embarrassing. And uh, I said, you know, hey, I, I can uh, touch this up for you guys and stuff. And they're like, we love it. I was like, yeah, I love it too. Like, and I'm, I got out of there. <laughs> I was like, man, and walk away. I'm so happy how this turned out. You know, hopefully they're not listening. Um, Don't worry. They're not. Yeah. No. 
so yeah, that when uh, they're like, oh yeah, just uh, you know, invoice us or whatever. I was like, oh crap. I think I need you know. I didn't want it to say Matt Voltner on it. You know. Uh, I guess that's a thing now. I guess you can just have your name, but yeah. So I, that's how I started the started the business. I registered the the business name, and then uh, yeah, it was that was kind of my intro. So then I started finding myself doing like built in after built in after built in. If you go like back early in my feed, um, I think before I was really doing Instagram, uh, there's a lot of like bigger built ins that I did, and. Uh, yeah, I had, and then I got a trailer. This is right before I shut the business down, of course. I got a, I got a trailer and uh, you know logoed it out and everything like that. And I thought I was going to go full time and quit oil and gas and all that. And then I realized there's not a lot of, not a lot of comfort in this uh, woodworking thing right now. Just you know the way that business was going, it was right. it was stressful. And uh, so I decided, well, I'm gonna you know, shut it down. I sold the trailer and yeah, but built-ins, I, if I could, if I could do it all over again, I would say no to a lot of projects. Hmm. And, uh, I said yes to everything and I kept raising the price just so that way I could like slow the backlog down. I kept raising the price. I kept getting the jobs. And, uh, I mean, I was doing nine, 10, $12,000 jobs just for like, you know, an, an office and um yeah it was it was crazy <laughs> that's a that's a good thing that you were trying to um you know raise the price basically to slow your backlog down because then those who didn't want to pay the price want to find somebody else yada yada right at least you were also getting the jobs you wanted to do because i've always found that you need to have a i don't feel like doing it price right yeah and then at the same time and some people will be like well it's just way too high and it's like well if, if you want me to do it, that's what it's going to be. So, and you can't be ashamed of that because you yeah. really, I mean, you got a backlog. Yeah. I had one project that was, uh, these people contacted me and they're like, Oh, we want a laundry room done. And their laundry room was kind of like underneath the staircase. So it had like an angle on it. And, uh, I think I did a throwback to it not too long ago and, uh, complex angles and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I priced it out pretty decently, I thought. And, uh, I gave them the price and they're like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, we want you to do it. And then they're like, do you do a military discount? What are you going to say? You know, yes. now, now I would say no. You know, I would say, you know, I, I thank you for your service, right? Like, I mean, I think that's important and, and I appreciate that. But had I known what the client, I mean, they were so picky. Like, and I, at that point, after that job, I, I have a, if I can, if I could smell blood in the water, I have what I call a PETA charge, P-I-T-A. Mm -hmm. You can fill in the blank. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, if I notice that they're going to be that type of client, I'll, I'll give them the PETA charge on my uh, invoice. <laughs> well, there's yeah. a lot of time that's added to that, that people, I don't know, like if, if my wife and I ever quote something, and then they decide to make changes after the fact. I always let her know right away, like, hey, they're looking to do more than what they originally told you. And she'll go right back to them and be like, whoa, 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 that's not part of the original deal. Like, you know, any, any kind right. of changes now at this point, you know, that changes things a little bit. Yeah, I've learned a lot on the invoicing side. Just, you know, my my disclaimer, you know, went from like two sentences, you know, thank you for your business, uh, you know, 
share on social media to, uh, yeah, a change is going to cost, you know, incremental whatever. And so I just, now I try, try to protect myself on that type of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's one of the, that's, that's the tough thing to navigate in small businesses is that you have to know your market. Okay. So everyone, you know, in different parts of the country are going to have different prices. So where you charge under a thousand for that Island, someone, you know, somewhere else in the country may, may not ever get anything over a thousand for that Island. It all depends on, on where you're at. Right. So whenever you're out there looking, I always price everything based off of, you know, a painting company or someone else in the area doing it, knowing how they do it. And then just say, yeah, well, we'll do it for this. Right. Have you ever run into a job that you didn't get? And then they, and then they hired somebody else cause they were cheaper and then they messed it up and then they come back to you. Fortunately that hasn't happened to me, but I, I know, so I, you know, talk to other woodworkers and, and yeah, I've, I've heard that happen many times and it's just like, you know, I, I so I was going to, somebody will probably steal this idea and that's fine. Have fun with it and tag me. Uh, <laughs> but I was going to do a build your own cutting board package because people look at my, my prices on my website and they're like, Oh man, I was, I was really hoping I to get a cutting board. It's so expensive. Cause that's primarily what I, I do smaller stuff now instead of the, the built-in stuff because the mm-hmm. family. And so, um, they'll look at the price and they're like, yeah, I mean, you can do it yourself if you want to, um, you know, buy a table saw, uh, you want to buy. So basically the, the do it yourself kit was going to come with all the wood cut down for him. But I was going to include a sander. I was going to include glue, include a bunch of Bessie clamps. And, uh, you know, it was going to be a thousand dollar cutting board <laughs> and, uh, it was going to come with, you know, two hours of free training, you know, uh, absolutely. But, but, you know, people think they see something, they think, Oh, I can go to, I can go to Ikea or I can go to mm-hmm. wherever and I can get that. And, um, you know, I, I tell them I'm not I- Ikea, I'm restoration hardware. And in fact, they're probably more than restoration hardware because I don't bulk things out. I make them custom for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so people just don't have that, you know, mentality. So they ask for the discounts and, you know, whatever. And it is what it is, but yeah. Well, I know that, um, if you go to like Walmart, for instance, and this is probably maybe about three years ago. You could get a cutting board that was maple untreated and sanded to a hundred grit on a drum sander for, you know, 40 bucks. Right. But you don't want to cut on that. Like no. that's a bad idea all yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. the truth. <clears throat> yeah. You definitely get what you pay for. But um, we used to joke all the time at work that when someone came in, they wanted to turn a pin. It's like, well, your first pin's going to cost you a thousand dollars. It's like, what, what are you talking about? You got to buy the lathe. You got to buy the tools. You got to buy the kit. You got to buy the bushings. Like, yeah, there's a lot that goes into just yeah. having a pin. And so when someone's charging $35, like it costs them a thousand to make that $35. Right. It wasn't inexpensive. There's a TikTok uh, sound bite going around. A lot of people have used it. And it's like, you're not paying for the one product you're paying for. Uh, you're paying for the time and experience. You're, you're paying for the mistakes that have led up to that point you're paying mm-hmm. for, um, you know, someone's time away from their family or you're, you're, you know, putting food on the table and, you know, you just kind of, I mean, it, if you put it in perspective, you're not, you know, $40. I mean, that barely covers half a cutting board material these days. <laughs> oh yeah. Is it the Van Gogh soundbite for the napkin? 
Uh, no, I don't think it's that one. That one's always been my favorite where the lady yeah. asks for a sketch and gives it to, you know, and he does it and he's oh, like, yeah. that'll be five grand. And she's like, what do you say? It took five minutes. It's like, yeah, but it took years to make a five second. You know, if you mm. want to, if you want to do it, here's a napkin and a pen, knock yourself out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been woodworking? Well, I, I don't woodwork. Okay. Well, I have been for a number of years. So this is the price for my experience. Right. Yep. My experience is just a bunch of mistakes that I learned not to make again. <laughs> yeah. Or you make them again and you say, I said I was never going to make that mistake. <laughs> oh, there we go. I did it again. Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones you got to post though. I'm learning. That's the ones I'm, I, I'm usually when I make a mistake now, I'm in the rush trying to get it fixed before the customer comes to pick it up. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't really have time to post this mistake. I just got to fix it real quick. And then I'm like, hey, look, glory shot, because that's all the time I had left. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've, I've been enjoying the the content creation part of it. Uh, you know, I think everybody calls himself a content creator these days. Um, you know, everybody wants to be a content creator. But it really, it's true. It's like I've been enjoying that part of it. But moving the camera around and, you know, because you got to get, you know, three angles of you cutting something because you can't have a uh, shot that lasts longer than three seconds or you're going to lose your audience, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I've enjoyed that part of it. But then, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I don't, it's not worth it. I just need to get the project done. I just got to get it done. Sometimes it's about taking a photo after you've made the cuts and they're all stacked up and then you're off doing the next thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. I got to ask you about your million dollar shot. You know, talking about your content now. Oh, not the fact that you were able to get the jug to stay up in the rafters, but the fact that you were willing to lose that much tight bond glue when it's <laughs> literally unavailable at the moment. All right. So I'm going to let you guys in on a on a little secret and some people probably picked up on it it's full of water so i wonder if i can show it on here or if the camera's just going to screw up is is this going to be dead air you'll edit this out right no we leave it all in there <laughs> so you see the jug up there uh-huh it was already there <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I had two jugs. I like how you check the jug, though. You're like, did it break? Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, it gets better. So I had a couple shots. I think this next shot, I, yep, I hit the camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and then the third shot. Uh, so for those of you who are listening and not watching. Uh, let's you see. need to watch it so you can see this. That's right. Go on to the YouTube. All right. Here, this is the. It's a good one. So I throw it in the air. Boom. Splits wide open. Oh. Blue everywhere. <laughs> so I, th I think at some point I'll probably um, post the outtakes on it. Got to have the blooper reel on that one. Yeah. You're such a backstage TikToker. Yeah. I, people are going to feel gypped now. No, not at all. It's all about the content. Yeah. I had yes. this idea and I thought, if I could make it look like I landed up in the rafter, because everybody was doing the, the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's throwing tight bond around their shops. And, uh, you know, 
I think some good ones are like hitting a target, you know, or just like throwing it and walking out. I think uh, Two Moose did that, just threw it and walked out or whatever. It's pretty funny. Uh, not that, well, I got to be different. Got to do something different. So I liked Wood Mavens because she had her kids do it first. And one had like the quart bottle and the other one had a gallon jug. And I, I when I watched it and they were like, you could tell when they did it, they were super excited. And I thought, how many takes? I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the the trick shot one, you know, like where they set up the whole like obstacle course or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, jug flips over. So maybe a challenge to somebody out there. I would have been tempted to do the throw. And then my next shot would have been the glue all spread out on my workpiece ready to glue together. Ooh, I like that. That's good. You you can have that. But that's that would have been my take. Now nobody's going to do it. But, you know. Well, we're waiting for you to do it. Yeah. I'll do that with the cling bond because I don't have access to tight bond at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you said everybody was throwing around tight bond. I was going to say everybody but tight bond. <laughs> right. <laughs> they sent it out. That's why we don't have any tight bond. Well, you guys saw that that deal that was going around a couple months ago where they were like selling the little bottles or whatever. And people were just cleaning the shelves. I don't yeah, know what that was about. Cents. Yeah. I, I really don't know because they're... That I don't know if it was tight bond or if it was Lowe's, to be honest with you. It's almost like they had waited too long for their shipment to come in or it sat somewhere and froze. Oh, yeah. Because there was a lot of separation in the bottles. Now, they're freeze-thaw for seven times, I think it is. So there's a lot of people that were bashing it, and I had to go on one forum and just be like, it's still good. Just mix it up. It's fine. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, there's separation. You can't use as junk. And I thought, okay, I'm not fighting that battle. Right. But it looked like it sat for a little while. You just got to do this. You just got to. Keep on scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, you know what? Not today. Uh, Gerald, who's going to join us next week from the Appalachian Woodshop, uh, asks, where do you get your wood rough or select four sides? Uh, it depends on how much time I've got. So uh, I buy from, primarily buy from Houston Hardwoods here in Houston. Um, and uh, there's a couple other uh, places I go to, Clark's and stuff, but uh, mainly work with Houston Hardwoods. Uh, and uh, if I'm in a hurry, I'll call them up. I've got a good relation with them. In fact, they carry my wood wax in their, in their shop. Um, but I call them up and I just tell them, hey, I want, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And they'll have it milled up by the time I get there. So, um, which is really cool. Um, but if I'm doing a like cutting boards and things like that, I typically want to go out and pick out the lumber because the guys that are picking out the lumber, they don't know what you're doing it, making it for. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I want to see a lot of face green. So that way when I turn it on its edge, you know, it's how I want it. Um, but if they're, if they're picking it out, they're going to think you want, you know, you don't want to see a lot of face green. And so, uh, so that's when I buy the the rough stuff and it's, you know, so it's like fifty cents, I think, for them to do S four S at my uh, at my supplier. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, for the price of it, that's a lot of places around here in North Carolina now are just doing S four S. It just comes right. out that way. They're not even the rough is now actually costing more because of the rust, rustic appearance of it. Yeah, when you're paying fourteen dollars a board foot, I mean, what's fifty cents? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> or you might get lucky like I did and buy what uh, what was labeled. Um, Sapelli, but it turned out to be Babinga. I mean, so oh yeah, yeah bonus. Yeah. So win win. Yeah, definitely. For me, anyway, 
Uh, let's see. Angus says that uh, whenever people say they can make insert project, if they have the same tools, I always tell them, go buy the tools. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a... Some, who somebody posted uh, a video about... Oh, yeah, you could do a, you know... I could do that if I had... Uh, oh, somebody just did an epoxy... Oh, it was uh, uh, Jason Hips. He did that epoxy... Uh, a river uh, can i say the the, you the can art say table you want yeah that's fine <laughs> keep it clean i don't want yeah. you guys i don't want you guys to get you know flagged because it's uh trademark i'll just go ahead and put some music right over that no one will ever yeah. know i'll just let the you know sony come after me or something instead that'd be easier <laughs> so he he did his epoxy pour um and he took all like the negative comments and stuff and i think one of them I'm pretty sure it was him. One of the comments said, yeah, I could, I could build that too. If I had $10,000 worth of equipment or whatever, it's like, yeah, you could. So mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah. Whenever people make that comment, it's like, well, how do you think I got here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, it's no longer a jab anymore. It's just like, yeah, that's how this works. I started, Sorry. my shop started uh, with all the hand-me-down tools from my dad. So they were, he was moving, they moved from California to Georgia. And, uh, and then they they left a bunch of tools behind, and then I moved to Houston, and um, I took the tools with me. Started with that, and then I started kind of like he. It was all craftsmen. I mean, my dad was like craftsman to the T. He could have been the spokesman for it. And so um, I just started replacing all all the stuff, just you know, one by one. But I mean, it was decent stuff. Uh, still have a couple of the the tools, but. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Not everybody starts that way. I mean, I still have a, yeah. a, a benchtop joiner. And so, uh, you know, one day I'll grow up and have <laughs> have a decent joiner. Yeah, I don't well, like how people bash the crafts, the old craftsman. I mean, the new craftsman I get, but the uh, the old craftsman was really made by all the top brands at the yeah, time. Yeah. They just they basically just said, hey, make it and put our label on it. So you still had good quality tools. Yeah. They were just under one roof. Mm -hmm. I kicked myself for getting rid of that radial arm saw. It's at my brother's ask. house. I was going to ask if you ever got rid of it or if you yeah. kept it. I, I got rid of it for space. Uh, but if I could if I could steal it back from my brother, I would. Hey, <laughs> but it's still running good. Current uh, Mr. Foxhall Woodworks, Mr. J.P. Brown says, yeah, radial arm saws are super sketchy. Uh, I learned on an old 50s era radial arm saw. Yeah, my ah. dad showed me that was one of the first saws I used was a radial arm saw. So. Nice mug. I know you're listening, nice Fox Hall, but you should watch. Sponsor. <laughs> I'd say somewhat sponsored since he gave it to you. <clears throat> well, how about this? What thing? shirt are you wearing? Boom. <laughs> there you go. Get you some of that, Foxy. <laughs> uh, that's Thank good. you very much for sending us some goodies. Yeah. I'll send you my, need your I'll send you my address. It. Looks like Wolverine Woodworks or something. You know, you need a, a name on there. That's all right. We got you. The mug is so rad. <laughs> oh, there you go. Inga still has his craftsman radio alarm. So, you know, I found the biggest mistake, and and we covered this one time in our day job, is that it's the wrong blade people put on a radio alarm saw that causes them more grief and using it. Yeah. If they put the right angle on the tooth, it's a much more, I, I wouldn't say pleasurable experience, but it's a lot, a lot less nerve-wracking. Especially it's if the, the blades are facing the right direction. Oh, that helps. <laughs> I don't know why my wood's burning all the time. <laughs> it's supposed to be doing that, right? Yeah. Well, I like Kyle's thing. Like, well, body of water table. There you go. Body of, I like that. 
why are those carbide teeth flying all over the shop? What is that shrapnel? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think a lot of people that they buy the table saw, it comes with a blade, and uh, and then they start saying, man, I, I hate this table saw. Well, you have the same blade on it for, you know, six months, and you're doing cross cuts and everything else, you know. I mean, yeah, combo blade. I Actually, I keep a combo blade on most of the time, and it's it's mm-hmm. good for most everything. But when you upgrade to a, a nice blade, it, it makes all the difference. It, yours is yours the uh, Amana AGE series on the combo. Yeah, yep. I've got the Amana AGE, and I've got uh, yeah all the the blue. I think prestige. I've got prestige. Prestige, yeah. yeah. Good blades. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, actually, I, I oh go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, you know what you're saying, but you start with what you have. I mean, I remember back in ninety six or seven i started with a shopsmith and that's how i started my business back at back then and i was building you know laundry rooms and and small scale stuff entertainment centers and i was doing everything on that as sketchy as that thing was so yeah yeah i had a i had a uh, see when i got rid of the radio arm saw i got it was actually my dad's table saw (laughs) he gave me that in place of it and then uh, it was like a contractor version of it. And uh, then I bought another, another, you know, small contractor one. And it wasn't until, so when I started the business, I was like, well, I need a bigger table saw. I bought a Delta Unisaw, 52-inch Meyer fence, the Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it was like probably a year later, everybody's getting saw stop. I'm like, dang it. And uh, so I've been doing this, these shop tours, uh, uh, different woodworkers. Or, you know, I did one. First one was uh, with Mike, veteran Woodco, uh, when I visited uh, in Jersey. He's got a, a saw stop. And I visited Bow uh, Design Craft, and he has a saw stop. And I was like, man, I, I, I think it's time. So last week I placed my order. Like, so I'm oh. getting rid of the the Delta Unisaw. So what did you decide to go with? So I got getting the uh, 36 PCS, uh, the the industrial base because I'm doing the router table extension, and then I'm doing the slider for it also. Oh, you'll love that slider. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, you're such a follower. You're only doing that because Spags did it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was like, I'm just waiting now that the Powermatic thing didn't go through. Is he finally going <laughs> to branch out into other brands? So I got to say this about Mark. Solid dude. So mm-hmm. he did that that uh, video about that created a bunch of controversy, which is the miter gauge. So I've got the, the Harvey MG36 miter gauge. And I was like watching his video and I was like, this is not my experience. So... I was watching the video. It was like 10 o'clock at night. My wife's like, oh, I'm going to bed. And I was like, I'm going to the shop. She's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so I recorded in like 20 minutes. I recorded a, a video and I was like, I'm just going to put it up on YouTube just for fun. So I edited it and posted it, I think the next morning or next day. And I was just like, this is not my experience with, with this miter gauge. And it was a bit of a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had tagged him in, in one of my, um, stories or whatever and he messaged me back 
He's like, I'm glad it worked out for you. And we had a pretty good conversation and he was super cool about it. Um, so, you know, I know people were doggone on him and stuff like that. And I didn't feel like it was a fair review of the miter gauge. Um, cause he was like, at the end, he was like, do not buy. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is, that's pretty harsh. You know, that's like, when you were like, I'm going to the shop. I'm going to the shop. It was 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Which when I say that, she's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to bed. She knows. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's a good, he's a good dude, but yeah, uh, not, not the fanboy or anything like that. Just, uh, interesting timing that I am getting a saw stop, right? Yeah. Is there <laughs> someone else who's getting a saw stop in this, uh, conversation? Ah, <laughs> that's why I was wondering what you got. Now, did you get the three horsepower or the 1.75? Three. Yeah. There you go. Good man. 220 yeah. all the way. So I am downgrading from a five horsepower Delta, mm-hmm. but it, it's too, it's too big, like 52 inch. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And then if you got to tr- all think we want, and then 36 will really do everything. You yeah. I mean, if you've got a track saw, like I, the number of times that I've used the 52 inch capacity and it, it's that talk about sketchy, like with no slider, anything like that, trying to, you know, cross cut a sheet of plywood on that thing. Unless you put a bunch of butter down, it, you're not getting that thing with a clean cut at all. Well, see, I come from a cabinet shop, so I'm, I was trained. I mean, as far as trained is basically, Hey, go grab that and cut it. You you learn how to hold up, navigate a, a full sheet and do things. So I would rather cut up full sheets on the table saw. Cause I know what I'm dealing with. I don't have, yeah. you know, it's all set up, but you know, so I would love a 52 because yeah. I'm doing mostly sheet goods. In your case, you're not doing a bunch of sheet goods. You're doing cutting boards. Right. You know, and, and, you know, the occasional sheet good. So, yeah, but yeah, if he's got the slider, he doesn't need the 52 on that side. He can do everything right. now on the left side. Right. Well, you could just make yourself a micro jig inspired sled that'll cut anything. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I have to bring that one out. I love it. <laughs> this guy. That's, you're that's qu- just... you're quick on those hashtags. That's pretty good. I, have to, I have to be. I missed a couple of them so far. I saw it and I listened yeah. to it. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I, I only say that because when I when I released that, I got so much hate from people. Oh man, it's too big. Why do you got such a big sled? You never use it. Please. I use that more for my small stuff than I do anything else. Because yeah. you got a place to put your things while you're navigating your anyway. So. Yeah. The the last uh like 20 inches on that on that table is uh, a hold all. I don't mm. I push things out of the way to move the, the fence over. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to get the same exact saw without the sliding table. I'm going to go with a left side router table instead. Okay. So that's my goal. Uh, hopefully soon. Cool. Now, are you getting the saw stop router table or are you going to use the one you have now? No, I think I'm going to get the saw stop router table because the one I have now, I've already cut the hole for that crappy RTI plate and it limits me to not being able to use any other plate. And if I do, I won't have a left wing to replace it with in the saw that I have. So I figure I'll just sell my saw as, as is with the bench dog router table in it. And then I'll get the saw stop. And I think I'll still use my Triton just because I can't justify all the money they want for a lift and 
I was going to say, if you get the saw stop stuff now, go ahead and get it. Cause from what I'm noticing trend wise, that they're really scaling that whole line down. So if you're doing anything saw stop related, go ahead and grab it now. Cause they are really starting to, uh, to trim that line, if you will. Well, as long as I've, as long as I've got the router table, they're always going to make plates for it. So, or it should. So at any time I can upgrade to, to something else and their, their plate size is standard. You know, yeah. what I have now is not. And well, so I couldn't, I can't put anything in it. So we have a question from Mr. Gerald Vance for you, Matt. Okay. How much are you selling the Unisaw for? All right. Are you in Houston? No, because <laughs> I'm in West Virginia. Oh, well, that'll impact the price. So you can drive. Uh, I, I think I bought it originally for, and whenever somebody starts that with that, like, Oh, I, this brand new, this is whatever you're like, mm. Oh, this guy's not going to give me a good price. Yeah. Um, but I think it was only like 25, 2600 bucks. Now they're going for like four grand. That seems saw. And, uh, I was probably going to put it out for like 900, a thousand bucks, probably something like that. Well, that's the I got to get rid of it today price right there. Yeah, because that's that's uh that that model still had the U.S. was U.S. made. Yeah, right. Yeah, if it yeah. had the Beesmeyer on it, it was. Yeah, because I've seen I saw a post. Matter of fact, it was yesterday, I believe. Uh, somebody had posted they had just bought one of the new Delta saws, and they put a straight edge across the cast iron portion of the table, not the wings, but the cast iron portion, and from the left side of the blade to the right side of the blade, the the straight edge was doing this. Ooh. I was like, wow. ooh. Yeah. So it almost like it had a hump right in the middle. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, no, I mean, that's going to be good machining all around and then having yep. the Beastmeyer fence before. See, it's interesting what year it is because if it's before Delta bought it, those, those were all handmade too. I mean, they were still handmade after Delta bought it, but they just weren't the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a decent fence. I. I probably could take a little bit more time and dial it all in, but for what I use it for, uh, you know, I'm going to run everything through the joiner, through the, you know, planer, whatever. Uh, now I throw it on the CNC. Uh, so for me, it's like, it's good enough to mm-hmm. get what I need, what, you know, what I do with it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's too big for what I want to do with the shop. So, uh, part of the shop tours is kind of like, trying to figure out workflow and stuff. I've had a lot of conversations with guys about the workflow of their shop and I need to be able to, um, so Joe from, uh, waves of green, he's really good about, uh, about like how to, like, you should only touch something one time Mm -hmm. before it goes to the next process. And I find myself like I'm doing something and I'm, I'm, I'm touching that same piece of wood or that same project multiple times moving it from one spot to another so part of my my thought process is try to figure out a workflow for the majority of my projects and then you know it it really comes down to putting the table saw center so i can have Mm -hmm. a workflow around it right now it's just kind of off to the side and i bring this up because you have some because you're going to make this a series as you go to revamp the shop now that you've done the shop tour which by the way I'll let you know Chris is super jealous of because he's had this idea for years now of just going around all these content creators or people who are Instagram who have these shops and just talking to them about the flow, talking to them about the entire shop itself. Uh, so yeah. I'll show this. So this is kind of part of the shop right now. Yeah. So and, this, uh, oh, go ahead. 
No, we're, uh, I was, I'm sorry. Um, so what are you going to be changing in this? So this is a, the, the garage is a, it's two car garage, but then it's got this area in the back. So this is like a step up going to the back of the garage. <clears throat> and um, so in this area, you see the, the outfeed table. I put tracks in it thinking I was going to use the, you know, using the T tracks and stuff just to like do glue ups and stuff like that. I've never used them. All they mm-hmm. are is a dust trap. Um, and you know, for, for my shop, I mean, this is, that's probably the cleanest it's been in a long time <laughs> on those pictures. I was say, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, but you see that the, the cabinets and that on the left picture you have there, the cabinets were in the back um, underneath the upper cabinets. And then I moved them over and moved the CNC more center. And then I moved the cabinets over to the right. So those cabinets that are under that tools today banner, those are going to come out. I'm going to replace them with the Craig uh, tables. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> quick on the hashtags. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I'm going to replace it with the, with the Craig tables and, and then do that. And then that whole table saw and outfeed table are going to get moved to the center because uh, we can't, we don't park in the garage anymore. So uh, my wife is, is let me kind of just take over. This as my domain. And so I'll, I'll move that area out and then I'll have kind of a, an assembly area that I'll use like kind of right there in front of the CNC. It'll be an assembly area, but I'll also be able to like do video. Um, so right now I'm just like struggling, finding a, a spot to do videos, you know, a nice backdrop and things like that. And then those upper cabinets are going to come down and along both of those walls is going to be French cleats. So, cause uh, you know, most of the tools that, that I use, they're they're shoved in a drawer or something like that or they're they're put on the last 20 inches of the table saw <laughs> and uh so i want to be able to have quick access to stuff so i think we're going french cleat gonna kind of clean up the the work surface area and then i'm going to try to get rid of cabinets because i find that if i have cabinets i'm i just shove crap at them <laughs> that's how it works yeah at least if you have cabinets with doors, at least you can hide it. <laughs> yeah. One of my upper cabinets right now, the, the hose, the, the vacuum for the, the CNC is coming and it's hanging off of one of those doors. I mean, it's, it's very jerry-rigged right now. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of envious. Uh, so I noticed that while we were gone looking at that picture, Chris has changed his name from Mike Boltner to Mr. Microjig. Well, that's what Foxhall said to do. <laughs> that's it. I listened to the fans. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, they also said, you know, Catalina wine mixer, but we didn't really go into that either. There was, there was stepbrothers references while we were talking. So, Angus is saying that if I drive it to Utah, he'll make a good home for it. But I wonder what the, uh, wonder how much you're willing to pay for gas. It'll be cheaper than what he has to pay for gas. <laughs> we know Gerald could turn that into a, uh, to an Appalachian heritage, you know, road trip. Yeah. <clears throat> Follow the Appalachian, just turn left and go sort of Southwest instead of, uh, you know, you'll have to check out your local PBS to see if Appalachian heritage Woodshop is on. 
because that's where Gerald's from. Oh, all right. And he and and the real quick story for you and some of the fans already know by listening to this that he wasn't allowed to be on the podcast because he was trying to get a government grant and they said yeah no. <laughs> so now that he uh, finally did get the grant, now he's like yeah I'm good to go, guys. So nice. We're excited for that one. Oh, he'll give yeah, you fifty dollars in gas and a burrito, but it has ooh. to be a really good burrito because you're talking oh. Texas. Yeah, burrito from Utah. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so, know. Last week we learned about taco uh, table saw tacos. Maybe that's the way to go because table saw burritos just doesn't work. Doesn't sound right. Table saw tacos yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, you had mentioned, and I didn't get a picture of it, but you had mentioned you have a cutting board. Is it a wax? Yeah. Treatment? So yeah, I, I think I'm trying to remember who originally did it. Uh, when I was first kind of getting started in the the cutting board stuff, I saw somebody else making their own cutting board, you know, stuff. And, you know, I was calling it cutting board uh, wax or cutting board. I don't know, whatever they call it. Board butter. Board butter. Yeah. And so I uh, was like, well, I want to make mine a little different. So I, I made it more like a paste. Um. And so, you know, so it wasn't really waxy because mm-hmm. I found that people who are, were typically buying that, um, or, or like a, a brand new cutting board, you know, a wax is great. I mean, it'll, if it, if they keep it waxed, but a lot of people were contacting me like, Hey, I've got this, you know, cutting board. It's been in the family, whatever. And I was like, well, you really need to like soak that thing. And so mm-hmm. I have, it's pretty much like a 50, 50 ratio of uh mineral oil and beeswax and so uh i call it preserver and so uh that was kind of i did that and then and then the people were like well now i need a wax so i have the preserver and the wax they're different ratios but same ingredients mike you want to put those ingredients up on the screen (laughs) that can make it i'd be happy to not make any more of it (laughs) it always sounds like fun until you start making batches and batches and yeah double boilers and yeah it's no yeah and then yeah it's it's the, just it was fun right yeah yeah <laughs> it's I, I find like with cutting boards i mean if i'm honest i'd be fine never making another cutting board right like it's just and that's why i've raised the prices so dang much because i just don't i just don't enjoy it anymore and I, i'm not the type of a person who like i could never work in a factory where i'm just mm-hmm. doing the same thing every day yeah so it goes back to kind of like I said, yeah, I'd say yes to every job because at the time, every job was a new new job, a new <laughs> something. And uh, I, I don't like just kind of doing the same mundane, you know, thing. So that's why I really like doing like signs and stuff with the CNC because yep. it's, it's different tool paths, different bits, uh, you know, different challenges. You know, it's it's a never-ending learning process you know different materials i was talking to a guy the other day when he said oh i guess once you learn it you've kind of you mastered it i went no the cnc is like golf yeah it takes a you've got to keep practicing and keep learning just when you think you got it down you're you're swinging that ball and, and slicing it off in the woods you know you, you got the wrong tool path and it just ruins your piece or break a bit i mean you're there's always that little thing that when you think you got it, you get arrogant or cocky or whatever. And, you know, it, the CNC shows you it's in charge. 
Would you say that it would be helpful if there was an academy like Learn Your CNC Academy? <laughs> Likely, yes. I would find it beneficial. That would be convenient. Wouldn't that be convenient? If you joined uh, Learn Your CNC Academy, which is academy.learnyourcnc.com, you can learn Vetric and Aspire at your own pace for one low price. So check out Learn Your CNC Academy at academy.learnyourcnc.com. There we go. With hundreds of videos at your disposal, learn as you go. Stop, start, pause, repeat. Go back a few episodes and listen to Kyle talk about it. Skip ahead because you think you can't. Then go back to the beginning and start again so you can learn it the right way. <laughs> Is that like uh, when you when you say, oh, I don't need the instructions? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one for sure. I would want the instructions. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great you're like, idea. Ah, CNC 101. Now nah, I'm going to go ahead and skip to 201. And then you're like, yeah, I better yeah. go back and watch 101. Yeah, it's like, I don't yeah. want the 2D stuff. I want to cut 3D stuff. I'm going to jump right to it. And then all of a sudden your eyes are just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the wrong idea. Well, Chris, like your analogy with golf, right? Uh, I went out and bought a really nice driver and I thought, well, this is going to make me like, this can make me amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to drive out, drive everybody. And, uh, I went out to the course and, you know, had to hit from the ladies tees the next shot because it was, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, use it properly. And so I think the same things with the CNC, right? Like you can buy a Cadillac CNC, but you really have to know how to use it. And, yeah. uh, and you know, that goes down to the, the tool paths and what bits to use and stuff like that. And just because it says, you know, or you, you watch the tool path on the screen and it, this, this is how it's supposed to look when it's all said and done. Doesn't mean that that's, what's going to translate to the, the final product. So you just have to, you have to get to know your CNC. Yeah. yeah I always laugh because, uh, I, I watch a, a lot of the posts by tools today and, you know, when Matt, he's got great camera work on, on, all, on his, all of his shots. I'm like, my bit never looks that clean when my CNC stops. So I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. he's, he's clearly replacing the bit or something and then getting this, the stop shot, you know, separate. Cause mine, mine's always, you know, that stuff on it and dusty. And, yeah. But yeah. I guess when, the when secret is doing, doing a close up shot. You, you start, start the shot, you start the, the bit. And you stop the bit in the same spot and you just splice it and put your <laughs> video content in the middle. That looks awesome. Yeah. Ah, I like real life. I want people to go, yeah, that's how mine looks all gummed up with stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, what I should do, do is show the, the floor. Cause you know, nobody wants to see a dust boot on, on a CNC. You want to see the bit do its thing, mm -hmm. but that floor, <laughs> It is a disaster at the end of that shot. I mean, I'm covered head to toe. It Wearing my RZ mask, by the way. Hashtag not sponsored. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm all for an RZ mask. Yeah. They are comfortable in the summertime. Hold on, what yeah. we got here? Okay. I got to go here in a minute. Um, Actually, I'll probably just leave you guys to it because we still got some more time, but I just got to go check some furniture because we have a thunderstorm. But real quick, I thought it was pretty interesting that um, the conversation for the burrito was, would it be uh, Chipotle or Taco Bell? And Angus is just going to go ahead and get you a gas station burrito. Oh, well, that's good. At least I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, JP says, well, you might as well just get him some gas station sushi, too. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's never sure. that easy just to push a button on a CNC and that's it. It just makes something. There's so much more to it. <laughs> that's why I don't have one. There's too much going on. 
You know I mean, I, I always encourage people, look, if you, you've got this CNC, you don't know what it's going to do. You know what you think it's going to do. Learn, learn it. Run tests. Every CNC I've owned or worked with, I encourage people to do tests, whether that be just straight lines or V's or whatever. Because yeah. one, it's going to help you get comfortable using it, and two, you know, it'll it'll let you know what your machine can do. Right. Yeah. And, it was. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's just it's the nature of any woodworking, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, the first the first time you go to put a juice groove in a cutting board that you you know, walnut cutting board that you just like, you better know that machine because mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise you're going to have coasters. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we've done that. And, you know, uh, I've had plenty of jobs where the bit slipped or bit broke and it did, did some damage. And I mean, one project I had to redo five times before, and this was on the same piece of wood. I did couldn't go out and buy new wood because the customer provided the wood. Ooh. Yeah, and it was like a a piece of wood that meant something to him. So I'm like, oh my gosh. You know? Right. I have this but, heirloom piece that I want you to engrave something on. You're like, eh, not my job. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had Tinker uh, workshop on not long ago, and he he said that uh, we were admiring the box. He goes, well, I didn't build the box. Somebody else did. They gave me that lid to fix. Oh. And we're like, oh, oh, they wanted they wanted inlay into that lid. Oh, so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, whenever you get the thing, it's like, uh, oh, I've got this. It's a really simple project. It's my, you know, grandma's 18th century, you know, whatever. I just need it, you know, restained. You're like, yeah, that's just, I'm, that's yeah. not, I'm not your guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Thanks, yeah. five years ago, I, I would have been the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll sand that thing down with 40 grit and, <laughs> you know, come back with a paper thin, uh, you know box or something like that no yeah well since we've been talking about cnc let's talk about that step craft a little bit yeah how do you like that thing so yeah we were talking originally uh when we first started about uh i was originally going to get the shape oko and um and i was talking to a couple guys and and they said you know you know what kind of stuff you are you looking to do and uh, so I kind of told him and, and I ended up like, well, I think I need something with a little, that's a little bit more beefy. Um, uh, and, uh, I had a, I had a laser that had a open bottom to it. And so like I could take the laser and put it on a table and engrave on the table and stuff like that. So I liked the concept. And then I, I came across this M1000 and it also has the same capability. So you could take the you could take the uh, right there. It's got the vacuum table on it, but you could take the whole thing out and engrave right on a surface. In fact, mm-hmm. they have like vacuum rails that you can. I mean, if you, I think I've only seen one video do it. Uh, you could put it on a wall and engrave. Um, and I've seen a couple of them. Tools Today actually did a a video where they did a floor with mm-hmm. it, and then uh, and then Rod. Um, I can't think of his handle right now, but he. Um, uh, he did a, a table with it. And I was like, I really like the open concept of the laser. Mm-hmm. So if I can incorporate that on CNC. And uh, so I've had the machine for about a year and a half, maybe, I guess. And uh, I have not yet used that function. <laughs> but uh, I could if I wanted to. 
but yeah, it's, it's a really great machine. It's, uh, uh, if if you get that machine, I uh, highly recommend getting the the ball screws for it. So just pay for that upgrade. Uh, the machine mm-hmm. runs so much smoother with that. Um, the the folks at Stepcraft are are great. Like you you know call them up and um and you know you can have a conversation with them. So it's not you're not talking to I mean, it's it's basically a, a dozen people working. Um, mm-hmm there and uh maybe maybe 24 i don't know but uh every everybody i went up there a few months ago and met everybody and everybody's nice they're they're assembling it here in the u.s uh up in uh i think it's torrington uh and so yeah great great machine they've got the q series a bigger machine um you know maybe someday i'll upgrade to a bigger machine they say that you should not buy the cnc that is for now mm-hmm. by your next CNC. And yep. so that's, that's very true because that the footprint on this is 26 by 40, I think a little bit, a little bit larger than 26 by 40. And right after I got it, I was like, I should have gone, I should have gone with a bigger one. Like I, I had a, a sign job that I could have done and I would, I would have had to, you know, break it down and, and move that, move it and do all that. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm just gonna have to pass on this job because <laughs> I don't want to ruin like a $400 sheet of HDU. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's a great machine. So another question for you on that, real quick. And Chris, did you have anything else on that? Sorry. No, I was curious okay. how, how you felt about it and how you liked it vacuum table and all that. So Angus is wondering um, how you like the drum sander. You have, it looked like a 1938 Supermax. Yeah. Yeah, so that um I got that gosh I think probably back in 2016 2017 something like that. And uh you know, anything wider than 13 inches I wasn't going to get through on the on the uh planer. So I was like, well I need something for, like for face frames and stuff like that. It's fantastic for that. Mm-hmm. Uh cuz I you know, I was doing a lot of a lot of cabinets that had face frames and I could, you know, up to 38 inches, I could put it in and flip it around. And it was, it's awesome. It does eat up sandpaper. We know, we know a place. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like about that model versus a lot of the others on the market, Angus, is that that 22 inch wide bed does help hold the workpiece. If you're going to do a full 38, I always ran into an issue where you have a bit of an overlap or a bit skinny towards the motor side. If you're doing like a 2244, for instance, I found that using that in a shop one time that I wasn't happy with the edges because they were a little bit um, thinner. It just wasn't exact for me, but the 1938 had never had any problems. Yeah. And, and spring for the, for the wings too. Yes. The in feed out feed table for yeah. sure. Um, I think originally okay. I, I didn't have those. And that was a mistake. They're very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about planers, you've got a DeWalt. Did you do anything extra to the DeWalt as far as a helical head? I haven't done that yet. Uh, So the the card that you're showing now was, uh, I I had two different kind of deals. I was having it, you know, run it over. This goes back to the, trying to make the the workflow efficient. Mm -hmm. So I would, go over to the benchtop joiner. Actually, I had to pull that up and put it up on the, on a, on the tabletop. 
and then do that. And then I'd have to go over to the the planer, which is set up on another temporary surface. So I built this cart so that way the outfeed on both of the machines was at the same height. Mm-hmm. So that way I could set up, you know, something to, you know, run long pieces and stuff like that. And then I did the the uh, dust ports kind of off the back there. Um, the thing about that DeWalt, and you guys probably know this, it's just that blower is strong. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't have that blast gate open, the, that pipe is coming off. And yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very strong. And it's yeah, not and, subtle when it comes off either. No. It's a no. quick oopsie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, nah, blast gate was closed. Or I'll have, uh, you know, dust come up through the, uh, through the joiner. <laughs> Cause I've got both of them open. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a fun project. I did that project uh, for the tools today, uh, YouTube channel. Hmm. So that was, that was a, a fun build. It's clean looking for sure. Is that uh, what type of frames are those on the doors? So that's uh poplar frames. Uh, it's kind of like, I just pieced it together. I was like, it's shop furniture. So I, I used everything that I had in the shop already, which was a, uh, uh, birch plywood, three quarter inch. And then I did, uh, poplar frames and MDF, uh, doors. I used and, some fun bits on that one too. And see, I'm, I'm a fan of poplar. I just think it's an underrated wood. It's great oh, beginner yeah. wood. It's a step up from pine and all of that. It's just, it, you know, a lot of people don't like it cause you can't stain it, but you can. Oh, it looks, I, I think it, it looks, looks pretty natural. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks killer there. I like how you did the styles and the rails more complementary to each other. Yeah. And yeah, that just turned out nice. Thank you. I will say that if uh, it's going to be from what we heard from Bird, uh, Shelix, it'll be till December. But if you can get yourself one of those Shelix heads, yeah, you can have a conversation over that planer. Where right now, your neighbors can't have a conversation over that oh. planer. It's, it's so super loud. loud. Yeah. But that, yep. that makes a world of difference on that. You get a lot more power too. Yeah. I, I wear headphones basically like this in the shop. If, if that thing's going pretty much my all favorite, the time, my favorite thing to do. And I said, I know this sounds really strange, but I've run that planer enough to where if you're wearing headphones and you yawn, you can hear the chips yeah. through, <laughs> through your mouth. It's hilarious. It's that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, and I have a, a detached garage and it's like both my neighbor and us, we have like a, like a longer driveway and our, our house is kind of, they're, they're all brick. So if I'm running that, that machine and the, and the, uh, garage doors open, it just, the sound is just bouncing around. <laughs> I, I know people are like, what kind of plane are they building over there? <laughs> it's loud. It's so are they loud. testing drag cars or something? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. That, well, I have a cop that lives across the street, so yeah, I think he'll let I, you know if there's a problem. Yeah. So one product uh, I want to talk about that you do make, and I'm guessing, um, how, I'm I'm curious how you make this, but it is your clip it pencil clip. Yep. And by the way, awesome hat. But yeah, the pen. So it's a clip it put it on either side. Um, was this inspired from the Carhartt loop or that? No, what was it? Uh, Duluth made that loop for pencils in their hats. Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, I actually didn't see those before. Okay. Uh, I had all already. I, I was just you know like everybody else sticking the pencil up the hat right, and 
and you know you go adjust your hat or whatever wipe your wipe the sweat off your forehead or whatever and i was like getting pissed because i'm dropping pencils breaking lead uh losing pencils and i was like there's got to be something i can do and mm-hmm. so i had actually got a 3d printer um i was making gonna make a dust boot for my uh for my cnc and uh i was like well let me just come up with a little design and so that i sat there and tinkered with it and i think it was probably like Oh, a lot of iterations, a lot of testing to get it just right. Cause you know, 3d printing. I mean, if the plastic is too hard, it's not going to snap in, it's going to slide out, whatever. Um, so I, I came up with that design and then, uh, I, I showed a couple of people and there was like, Oh yeah, I've, I've seen those out there before. So then I started, then I Googled it like an idiot. I didn't Google it before I started making them, but I thought, well, I have a 3d printer. I'll just make it. And so, uh, luckily my design was different than the ones that were out there. And, um, so I started talking to some people and, and a lot of people were like, yeah, I think you should, you should probably, you know, make these, uh, available. And so, uh, I checked into it and actually sold a couple hundred units. And then I, then I was like, well, I think I need to patent this thing. So it's patent pending. Um, and I'm, it actually got a company that is, uh, uh, so the one that's there on that, on that picture, um, that one there, that's, uh, it's multi-jet fusion. So I was selling more than I could print. And so I outsourced the the printing of them. So it's multi-jet fusion printing, which is like, it's like basically a powder. And then they come back over it with, with like light and then seal that powder. And it just kind of like layers up. So you don't see any print lines in it whatsoever. Uh, really slick uh, design, but ultimately I want to get them injection molded. And so uh, that's kind of where I'm going with the product um, and talking with a couple other companies that, that are uh, I've, I've sold a couple bulk orders to, to companies that now sell them in their stores and stuff. So it's, uh, it's kind of taken off, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Now are you, and you know, if this is too personal, you let me know. But is it something you're looking to do in the United States only? So right now it's in the U.S., but the cost to produce anything in the U.S. like the the unit cost on those is is it's probably five or six times what I could get them made um, elsewhere overseas. Gotcha. And so uh, with the volume that uh, I'm talking about doing for this next run. Uh, it it would not be like I couldn't get them out to the market, and and I would be somebody would you know make them a different way, get around the patent some way. Oh, yeah. uh, so I need to I need to get them out there you know as soon as possible. I've got a couple uh, people who said I will not post this um, until you're ready for me to post it because it will it will go crazy mm-hmm. uh, a couple of people i met at workbench con um you know big names they were like i love it they wear it in their shop now um uh, i talk to them on you know from time to time and they 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 love it so when it's ready to go when i get that that first with the next big batch then uh then hopefully you'll see a lot more of it cuz you have another iteration i didn't grab but is it the carpenter pencil yeah, so that one I'm still 3D printing. 
but in the in the production run, uh, that would be part of it. So they'll okay. both be uh, injection molded. Yeah, because I think uh, the carpenter pencil by far is going to be great. Uh, you know, if you can get that into your box stores, contractors right. are going to love those. Right. So the uh, the contractor one actually holds a Pika pencil also. Ooh. So um, speaking of which, no. Yeah. I think I've got a Pika pencil in my bag here. Maybe. I love all my Pika pencils. Not sponsored. Hey, look, it's green, so you can't tell what it is. Oh, Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, these yeah. are by far my favorite. And then I got the carpenter too yeah so i am not sponsored but could be redesigning it just a little bit to make sure that it it holds more of the pika because the pika pencils they the thickness is a little bit different on each of them um and then the the contractor pencils if you go to to big box stores their pencils are different dimension than the ones that you get like at the trade booths Mm -hmm. and so it's hard getting the dimensions exactly right for all of them um, but you know, hopefully the, the redesign will kind of help that, that problem. Cool. Yeah. No, I just, it's, that's a cool product for sure. Cause you can put it mm-hmm. in any hat and make it work without ruining your hat too, or buying a specialty hat that has that loop in it. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing. So yeah, once I started seeing, you know, uh, Brunt's got it, uh, Carhartt's got it and stuff like that. And, um, and that it's, you've got to wear that hat. Right. So this, this doesn't, you know, you could wear, everybody's wearing their own brand. Wear your favorite hat. Yep. Is this one on your website, by the way? The hat? hat. Yeah. So there's your, there's There's your tornado warning. Yep. Yeah. So that hat is uh, actually not a real hat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm out of here. This is it. (laughs) Tornado warnings. So my brother is a graphic designer and, uh, so, so technically that is a real hat, but the, the patch on it is not. So he made that patch. I'll and, recommend uh, that you make that hat. So I, <laughs> I am actually working on that. Yeah. Cause it's, cool. it's slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks like it'd be very comfortable. Yeah. Sweet. It's a good color scheme too. Yeah. 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 Just in general, plus the dry, the dry fit type backing. I'll, yeah. Although I got to, I got to take my headset off for this, but I, I got to show you for the people who are watching. So we're out gardening on Saturday and the only downside to these trucker hats, if you're out gardening and you don't wear sunscreen. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Y'all see that? Oh yeah. yeah. Nice little. <laughs> Looks like your wife slapped you with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went into work on Monday, garden. went into work on Monday. It was bright red. Gentlemen, uh, with that tornado warning, I apologize, but I'm going to jump off of here and uh, shut everything down, make sure I don't blow anything up. Yeah. So if Be you safe. want to, Chris, you can keep going, but thank you so much. And uh, thank sorry you. to bail on you guys. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. I hope you have yeah, a good appreciate night. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing you didn't have your hat on backwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> I was telling somebody I, I should have put like googly eyes back here. You know, you know it looked like yeah. a frowny face or something like that. Uh, but I love the, those, uh, the flex fit hats. So I, I like the design of that hat that he was showing, but, uh, I, I would do it in a flex fit. I think if I could do it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I'm, I've got a weird shaped head. Hats are difficult for me. The, the tall hats make me look like I'm wearing a five gallon, you know, cowboy hat and the little, the little low profiles. They make me look like I'm wearing a kid's hat. 
right the hats like what you got on now you know i just my 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 whole head facial structure is just it just i look goofy so yeah i don't know when i was young it worked i think when i had hair it balanced everything out enough but now that i right. don't have hair it's just like eh, whatever I'll you just, should get one so. of those hats with the hair that sticks out <laughs> so now i only wear a hat mostly when it rains just to yeah. keep the rain from getting all over my glasses you know that i normally wear so yeah yeah it's the way it goes well that's funny well so i'm part of the maker community project and um if if nobody's heard about it uh there's a instagram and, and a website so i'm part of that we we're doing some swag, you know, testing out some swag uh, initially to, to sell some stuff for uh, a giveaway and things like that. And so uh, part of the original hats that we ordered were those like really tall, like front of the hats. So I have mm-hmm. one of those. I, 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 every time I put it on, I'm like, I, I look like a little, like look like a little kid or something like that. Cause it's just like, it's just massive. Yeah. In fact, that's the one that I was wearing in the, in the video. Uh, that I was showing the, uh, the glue, the glue video, but, uh, yeah, that one just threw on another one of those spur of the moment videos. But sometimes uh, those are the most fun. Yeah. But since then we've got nicer hats. So like this style. Yeah. You always had, you always had good, good swag in your videos. That's, that's good branding. Yeah. You know, cause all those reposts, uh, People are going to start taking your your videos, and if you mm-hmm. if you're always wearing your own stuff, wearing your own brand, then there's no denying, you know, people will tag you and say, "Hey, somebody's stealing your your footage." Yeah, that's partly the reason why I had a banner made. Um, the other part of the reason is that shelf that is always behind me when I'm at my workbench looks like crap. Yeah. So at least it hides the the crap shelf, you know. Oh right. You know, I don't, I don't, I look at it like this. Yeah. My stuff's real. You know, I don't, I don't have all the fancy high end shop, shop furniture and the, in the, the wall control. I mean, I I just, I can't, can't afford any of that. Right. I I prefer to put my money into machinery and tools that, that will help my trade. Yeah. And so if, if people don't watch me because my background is kind of cluttered, so what? Right. I don't care. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just after to have fun. If people watch, they watch. Right. I want, I want to help people, not, not impress people. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, good way to go about it. Yeah. Like I know we didn't talk about it too much, but like when I was really trying to pursue the business and I thought, well, I could do this full time. It was like, I started burning the candle at both ends mm-hmm. and you know, even now I find myself like my wife will have to, you know, check me. She'll be like, oh, you've been on your phone a lot lately. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get caught up or I'm trying to, you know, splice together a video. Like last night or the night before I was up till 1115, 1130. Well, actually the video I posted this morning about the the home office. And uh, I was up till like 1115, 1130 trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like, oh, for what? A hundred likes you know, yeah. or whatever. Now, I mean, there, there are like brand sponsorships that come out of, you know, some videos, people will message you and like, Hey, I really like your video content, you know, let's do a collab or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why I try hard on the content side. Um, but it is, it's disappointing when you, you put like the f- videos that do the best are the ones you put the least amount of time in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and the ones that you're like you spend hours on it's like the worst <laughs> that's frustrating yeah, and that's, that's 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 exactly the way it is for sure yeah i guess i gotta yeah. you know just start doing voiceovers tiktok voiceovers that's the way that this uh, whole social media thing's going and see, even with that, I mean, I, I, I don't mind. I like doing some of the TikTok stuff, but I, I prefer do to do original stuff. You yeah, know? but I don't know. But but people do well with that, and they enjoy it. You know, we had Sterling Davis on uh, not long ago, and that's that's the bulk of what he does, and he loves it. He said it's a great outlet for him, and he enjoys it. You know, has fun, and that's the whole thing. If if you're if it if it's bogging you down too much, then it's not worth it. Yeah, you know. So, well, I know that, uh, you know, we, when I reached out, I was like, oh yeah, it'd be a great one to have on. And you, you jumped on it pretty quick. So maybe you didn't know quite what you were getting into, but, <laughs> you know, um, you know, we do appreciate you, uh, you coming on. We ask this to, uh, all of our guests, uh, one, are you more team chamfer or team roundover? So I, I've heard this on your, on your thing before, and I, I thought about it. Um, I used to be team Roundover. Oh, I like where this is going. Um, right. Yeah. So, um, and I still like, it, it depends on the project really. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're talking about uh, like cabinets and stuff like that, I'm going to be Roundover, right? Cause it's going to be, I don't know. Just you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about, uh, you know, like uh, signs and stuff like that, I, I like a good chamfer. So I gotta say, can I be both? Can I be round chamfer? Chamfer? <laughs> Champover? Yeah, there you go. And and I'm I'm. They always give me grief because I'm team roundover, but. I I do like a chamfer on certain things, so it's not like it's one hundred percent. It is definitely project driven, but I gotta say, roundover is easier. Yes, and and Mike says chamfers are easier to sand. I find roundovers easier. Roundover is easier to sand all day long. Yeah. It's gonna you're gonna hide it easily, especially but if you see, have Mike. That, Mike nice... doesn't hand sand if he can get away with it. Mike can take that orbital and go. Right down that chamfered edge, and then he's back up on the flat, right? Just like that. So, in his in his market, I can see where, you know, chamfer may be easier to sand. But hey, yeah, what do you know? Yeah, I've got a nice uh, a padded sander that, uh, if I have a a roundover, it's it's awesome. It's just so it's a surf prep sander. It's just mm-hmm. got a nice pad to it, and I can just it's it's beautiful. Yeah, those those uh, sanding pads they make are, you know, they they do well for contours. Right. Yeah. I've got the uh um you need a version of that. The extra okay. sand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting at my at my uh desk right now and I actually have both. I have a hmm. I can't move the camera right now, but I have both a chamfer and a roundover on it. So there you there go. You there's, go. there's your answer. Nice. Uh, the second question that we always ask is, and this is something you can think about and let us know or let the person know, uh, who would you like to see in your hot seat as a guest on the show? 
Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a handful of people. Um, and I'm going to feel bad if I call one out. Yeah. Again, don't, you don't have to yeah. answer here, but, uh, you know what we, you know, we, we always ask that just as a way of, Hey, you know, if, if you feel like that would, you know, someone who, who you'd want to see there and they'd be willing, yeah. you can maybe reach out and then have them contact me or you can, uh, give me their information, you know, privately, and then I can reach out. But we just find that it's always, it's always good to have the person, hey, make contact. Hey, I was just on this podcast, yada, yada. Yeah. Cause people that I try not to invite people on that I don't follow or that, that I haven't had some communication with. It's a little tricky because, you know, I've reached out to quite a few female um, content creators and makers mm-hmm. who are actually woodworkers. And a lot of times I get, you know, some weird, weird responses or no responses. Um, and I really would like to get more of these female um, makers in here because they, they've got a perspective and a, and, and an ability to do things that, that a lot of us men do. They have such an eye for detail for a lot of things. So I'll tell you one. And, and if, and if she was one that, that ghosted you, then you just say thank you. So hopefully not, but Annette 513 woodworks. She, no. she is, she does a ton of different like classes and stuff like that. She's part of the maker community project um, as well. Um, she's, if you go check out some of her like chaos boards and things like that, and she's mm-hmm. always trying something new. And uh, that's the thing I love about following her. Cause she's, she, she'll go to a, a like a class or whatever, just to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a, she's a great, in fact, when uh, we were starting up the maker community project, I were looking for people to be part of the team. And, uh, I was like, I think she would bring it a great perspective. So, uh, her name is Annette. And so hopefully she doesn't hate me for mentioning her name, but, uh, cause she's kind of a shy, uh, personality, but, uh, yeah, check out her page. She's, she's got some great, great stuff on there. Yeah, Kyle, I, I, uh, uh I hear you. Round over in the front, chamfer in the back. <laughs> Does that make you the mullet of woodworking? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. That's Team funny. mullet. Coming from two bald guys. Yeah. Well, you know, I know it's late. We're for getting late for our side. But, uh, Matt, we do appreciate you coming on. And, again, if you guys didn't see, uh, go check him out. Um, he's on Instagram. He's got great content, got great builds. Um, definitely worth worth going and um, and following him if you don't already. Uh, hopefully, by the end of this, you hopefully want to go follow him and, and <laughs> learn more about him. Um, but great guy all around. I've always enjoyed ever since I started following you. I've always enjoyed your content and and, and your projects. You always do cool cool little things. Thank you. And uh, so, you know, let me try to find this. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey man, we appreciate it. You know, it's always nerve wracking. You're like, uh, you know, like yeah. next week we, you know, we've got Gerald Vance coming on here. Cool. And, uh, I'll go ahead and share this in two weeks. We have Tony Rulo coming on here. There you go. Yeah. So Mr. Uh, you know, square himself. So, um, got some big names dropping their hat here in the, uh, whatnot podcast arena. And, you know, we're just a little, little beady fish in the pond, but we just, we just love talking to woodworkers and learning new things and, um, you know, it keeps us all humble, you know, knowing yeah. that we all come from the same kind of background, you know, we, 
we struggle and we we make woodworking our our passion and we just want to share it with others everybody always puts the best out right and uh Mm -hmm. you know that's the that's the thing is that you know in social media realm everybody seems like they've got it all together but then you know the camera's off and it's like you know you're reposting content because you're you're stressed out in the shop trying to get a project done yeah so it's good to hear and that's why i love listening to podcasts is because you get to hear uh, the voice behind you know something a little bit more personality to it so thanks for having me on hey man we appreciate it and uh yeah go check him out and um let's see if you didn't know uh, we are, our podcast is available on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, and all the major podcast platforms. And of course, you can watch us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and Facebook. Um, so, you know, on behalf of Mike, who bailed out because he's, you know, buried because of a potential tornado, um, you know, we assume he's okay. Um, we'll, we'll see how next Wednesday, if he comes back, we'll know everything's good. Um, but, uh, we appreciate it, Matt, from Voltner Woodworking coming on, and you have yourself a great night, and thank you, everybody. Let me see if I can find the um, – there's a video that gets played, and I don't know where he hides this thing. <laughs> uh, ah, here we go. Uh, all right, y'all have a great night, and Matt – All right, we'll thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Keep trucking away, buddy.